Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, multidimensional healer and empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered high achievers like you to shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow impact-driven visionaries to energize you into living your bold. The only question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Them Bolden. Hello, Fembolteners, and welcome to today's episode with Anne Marie. She's somebody very special to me that I've met a few years back, and I'm excited to talk about how we met. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to Anne Marie Paul. She has cracked the codes of feminine embodiment and wisdom. Her deep knowing that the body holds ancient ancient wisdom has led her on a path toward purposeful, open-hearted living. She is a woman's embodiment mentor, intuitive, tantrica, and womb alchemist. Her journey of empowerment through listening to her womb voice has led her her to sharing ancient tantric priestess practices with other women so that they too can come into close relationship with their own exquisitely unique womb voices. Living Living from the feminine is radical, ancient, and sacred. She is a certified health and nutrition coach, yoga instructor, and tantric bodywork practitioner, and theta healer. She also has a BA in psychology and is currently becoming certified as a birth doula. Welcome, Anne-Marie. I'm so glad to have you. How are you? How are you today? Who are you today? Wow, I'm good today. Yeah, I'm good. I feel good today. Today feels like expansion and miracles. And yeah, today I feel good. (laughs) I love that. So I've talked about I think I've mentioned my own doula and my experience in birth and I had a home birth and actually you were very instrumental in healing the one little trauma I had during my home birth to the rest of our listeners. How, what, what is a doula and how would you describe the role of a doula? A doula is a woman who comforts a woman in birth. So a doula is a non-medical support personnel. We're like a friend. So what we do is we're with the woman in pre-birth visits to, we actually in the pre-birth visits, we'll answer questions, but we're also, what we're also doing is actually teaching the women um, different positions that will support her while she's in labor. So physically moving her body around and squatting and getting into positions And then while in labor, what a doula can do is give hands-on like touch where we're like squeezing different parts of the hips and moving different parts of her lower body to release pain. Or like there's a point between the thumb and the first finger called hoku where you press very strongly and it releases pain. So a doula will show these things to the women before the visit so that the woman 
during birth, she's familiar with these things. And then the doula, and if there's anyone else they're supporting, like maybe her husband, partner, or mother, or friend, we're going to help actually physically move that woman around to make her more comfortable. And the doula is, doesn't leave the whole time. So one of the major benefits of having a doula in birth is that something that supports a woman's body to go into a natural labor process is when her, um, her oxytocin and her is flowing. Basically when she's feeling really good, there's a certain hormonal state of like safety, happiness, relaxation. And the doula helps facilitate that with eye contact, gentle touch, positive words, um, communicating between the doctors, nurses, midwives, and her and her husband. And then um, because a lot of times what happens is things get confusing or the woman will feel fear. And then sometimes they'll what a doula will also do is help with the lighting in the room or the sounds in the room, like facilitating music, all to get the woman into a state of deep surrender and relaxation, just so that she feels more comfortable. Because there's a lot of studies now that show that when a woman has a doula and has the support, there's significantly reduced medical interventions. So reduced um, epidurals because a woman is able to... Um, withstand the pain she's able to go through the process with that support where she can't handle the pain on her own but supported with just words and touch and breath guiding the doula can guide the breath the um the woman is able to withstand the pain so with everything is reduced episiotomy c-sections um even inductions all of these things are significantly reduced because they're, they become not necessary when the woman's in this um, hormonal state that the gentle care of the doula helps for her, for her to have. So that's sort of a little snippet of it. And then afterwards we can help with breastfeeding and postpartum visits. Some doulas will help with the placenta, like um, encapsulating the placenta. Um, yeah, there's like, it's basically like a support person for the woman. Mm, that was perfect. I got all sorts of chills and all, all sorts of excited as you were going through all that, because the, the support that I had from, I think everybody needs to have a doula. I, I, my midwife actually made it mandatory in order to sign, sign on with her in order to work. Wow. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I had chosen a doula that she was close with. So I knew that they have had that communication. And I also had a connection with the doula I, I chose and, Oh my goodness. I'm still very close with, with my doula. Um, and it it's very different. I mean, Chris went through the home birth classes that I did and they tried to teach him like, these are the stages of labor. This is, it was cute. She, you know, uh, that we actually took a birth class with a doula and she said, when she's in active labor, she's pretend she's a toddler. She can't verbalize what she wants and she's going to throw a tantrum if you tell her the wrong thing. So, you know, but even, even then, even despite those home birth classes, labor came and Chris froze. So I had his support for a while and he did his best, but I couldn't verbalize what I needed. I, I went from early to active labor very quickly because I had acupuncture scheduled. <laughs> so I kind of totally skipped over <laughs> early labor 
Um, wow. And he was trying to be supportive, but he was actually, you know, he was trying to rub my back, but he was pushing into it too much. And it was actually forcing me to, you know, go back. And I didn't have the energy. I remember not having the energy to say, please stop. And I kept after every surge, um, I would say, okay, next, next break, I'm going to tell him to stop, but I couldn't, I didn't have the power. So, and he didn't know he was doing his best. So then, you know, I remember my doula coral came and she got there and she just started stroking my back. And I was like, oh goodness. And she just knew, she knew what I needed. Um, and I'm, I'm just so grateful. There was a point too, where it was time to get out of the tub when my midwife came and, um, I remember thinking, I just wish somebody would pull back my hair because it was all wet and, and all over. And I lean, I just pulled myself over the tub and she pulled it up. I didn't even have to ask. She just knew. Um, so I, I think, you know, she was a very special doula, but I think everybody could benefit just like you said too, prior to birth and labor, the education that goes on and, and it, as a medical provider, I am so disappointed that this evidence-based, these evidence-based practices aren't being put into effect yet. Women are, you know, forced in a bed and strapped to IVs. And that's just such an unnatural and getting checked every hour under bright lights. It's just not a natural, natural way to, to have, you know, um, to, to bring a new life into this world. So I'm, I'm so grateful for what you're doing. I'm so excited for the women that you're going to be supporting. Um, I, and I, I shared this with you earlier in, in WhatsApp, I, you know, I, I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. It just seems such a perfect <laughs> role for you. You started as it's funny. I, I want to use the word word, um, womb activator. So to take our listeners back, we first met in July of 2019. I was doing a mentorship program in which every month we had a guest speaker and you were our guest speaker for July and you introduced us to the Yoni egg. I would love for you to speak about that in a second, just to, to educate our listeners in Yoni eggs. But that was something I was very excited about as somebody who's been very disconnected to her womb. Um, or even not really knowing the magic that I had within, that was very powerful. Um, tell us what a yoni egg is, and maybe the importance of our womb. Like, why why should we connect to our womb? Mm. Uh, okay. So, what is a yoni egg, and why should we connect to our womb? So, two different questions. So, yes. a yoni egg is a small crystal egg. And uh, traditionally they were jade, but now you can get rose quartz or obsidian or clear quartz, a few other types of crystals. And they are worn. The term term is is worn internally. So they're actually inserted into your vagina. And while it's in the vagina, the woman will do exercises, which are Taoist Tantra practices. There's different um, ways you can use the yoni egg. Um, the way that I learned and the way that I teach is the Taoist Tantra practices. So these are breath techniques combined with muscle contraction of the pelvic floor, squeezing the egg. And when a woman does that, she creates a neural connection between her brain and her yoni. That's very safe. It's on her terms and it's gently, slowly waking up nerve endings that were for me, 
And for a lot of women were prior to using the egg were not there. So for me, before using the egg, the inside of my own, was completely numb. Most women or a lot of women on the planet right now are really shut down from basically the belly button down from traumas that they received, sexual traumas. But even just the culture around sex education and the culture around religion will sh- it is enough to shut a, for a woman to shut her own self down. Like shame and guilt around sexuality, feeling that there's something wrong or bad or dirty about it is a very subtle subliminal message that's sort of woven into the culture that there's something wrong with a woman's periods. And so she needs to hide it. It's a dirty thing. And we have scented tampons, like what the hell? So that, because we need to cover up the feminine, you know, that scent. And this, all of this subliminal messaging is enough to actually shut, for us to shut our own selves down. And so when a woman uses a yoni egg, she goes through a process of reawakening to herself, of remembering herself and of waking up these subtle sensations. And for me, it was like walking through the world with one, with my legs numb, you know, like I was literally just not, not embodied. I wasn't there, there. I was really in my head and not in the body. We know the body holds so much wisdom. It also holds a lot of pain, you know, and it also stores a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. So there's a process of, of releasing that and becoming comfortable with the difficulty, which all of this, now that I'm learning about birth, totally relates to birth. Like if a woman can really be comfortable with like, okay, well, this really bad thing happened and I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to hold myself through the sorrow and the sadness and the grief that I couldn't hold myself through when I was a teenager or when I was a child. I'm going to hold space for that pain and that grief now. This will support her in birth because what I can see clearly from learning is that the traumas that we don't heal come out during pregnancy and birth. Mm-hmm. The things that we don't accept about ourselves or about what happened to us or the things we, we didn't want that were too painful for us to feel can't hide from them when you're pregnant. You can't hide from them when you're giving birth. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the reasons why women will have these interventions and, and choose the epidurals because they don't want the pain. And I, I support all women to not suffer. And I'm not saying women should go through any pain. And I'm not saying that birth is a time to heal trauma, mm-hmm. but I can see from where I'm standing of like, being trauma informed and supporting women and healing their sexuality that like, it just makes so much sense that the traumas are going to also come out, come to the surface while she's growing a baby in her womb. Mm -hmm. And so when a woman uses a yoni egg and really reconnects to her sexuality and reconnects to her yoni, she's reconnecting to nerves. She's reconnecting to intuition, to wisdom, and it's, um, it supports every area of her life, mm-hmm. supports her, her relationships, her friendships, her every, every area of her life improves and is supported 
by her reconnecting to herself. Mm. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I have so much to say on this. The first time I used the yoni egg, so I bonded with it and it was really cute. I brought it everywhere and I sat on it when I meditated like a little egg. And then I, I preferred to use it just inserting it at night before bed. And I had the best dreams ever. Um, but the first, I know it was so great. The first night, um, or when I woke up the next morning after the first night of using it, I got a text from my mother and she's a chronic insomniac, always worried, always stressed, um, emotionally re I, I shouldn't say emotionally reactive, but tends, tends to react. And I've, I've certainly inherited that. And I got a text from her, you know, right when I woke up and she said, I don't know what happened, but I had the best night's sleep last night and something's telling me it had to do with you. So that was just like a, you know, I I thought, whoa, this stuff is great. You know, this is, this is so important. And here I am just just simply being and connecting, um, very passively and I'm healing my, my mother line too. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was my first experience with the Yoni again. It's something that I enjoyed using almost nightly. In fact, even during my pregnancy, I, I used it. Um, and you're, you know, as far as, as my, I had a wonderful midwife. She's, she's very much in, in spirit and science world, um, evidence-based, but also, you know, I, I've given her an Akashic record reading before. So, so, you know, in, in one foot in both worlds and she had, you know, really worked with me making sure I had healed my traumas during pregnancy prior to birth. And it was almost as if I was being tested. I, I think only a couple of weeks into, or a couple of weeks before Ezzy was born, I actually got a, uh, I noticed, a, I got a notification on my Instagram that the man who sexually assaulted me started following me on Instagram. And I watched oh, myself no. like, rea- I, I was, I said, okay, am I reacting to this? And I laughed. I actually said, all right. I'm okay. It is what it is. I don't need to have him. I don't need to block him. I don't feel any sort of emotional and it wasn't numbing. It was just, it had been healed. So I remember telling her that I said, you know what? I, I think, I think I'm ready for birth. So I had a great birth. You know, I had, had held as um, his cord was, was clamped cord was cut. And then it was time to, to birth the placenta, which I did encapsulate and I encourage anybody who's interested in doing that to do so, because I think it was detrimental in supporting, uh, my immediate postpartum. Um, I delivered the placenta and I hemorrhaged and I wasn't scared. I was just upset that it wasn't over. Like here I am, I've withstood 16 hours of labor and I'm not done yet. Um, so interestingly enough that, you know, they inserted the IV, I was fine. I gave, I got a shot of Pitocin. They put some Pitocin in, in my cheek and, you know, I was still hemorrhaging. So my midwife said, let's insert a catheter because you haven't peed in 16 hours. And interestingly enough, my body rejected that. I was fine. Like, yes, that's, that makes sense. Logically, this makes sense. I'm a medical provider, but my body, re- there was resistance. And she says, okay, I'm going to stop now. We're going to try again in a little bit. Do you feel that resistance that you have? And I love my midwife. She talked me through all this. And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, what's coming up? And I said, actually, a memory from when I was three. And she said, what, 
what memory? I said, well, I was holding my bladder when I was in preschool because I the the bathrooms didn't have locks on them and I couldn't have privacy. And nobody asked oh. me why. They just thought I had it, something wrong with my kidneys or bladder. So I underwent all these tests. And one of the tests is that they they laid me on this cold metal table, inserted a catheter without my mom, filled up my bladder, and then told me to pee it out in front of them. And I said, no, but I really need to go to the bathroom. Like the whole point was that nobody let me go to the bathroom in private. And they said, you have to pee it out now. So there was trauma around and shame around that. And so when that was the last time I've gotten a catheter when I was three and having that feeling again, my body shut down. So I didn't. So I guess the point of this story is to share that it is true and to validate exactly what you're sharing, that the body remembers and birth is, is it's going to come out in birth, even memories that we don't remember. So she healed that in real time with me so that the catheter could be inserted so that I could have my bladder emptied and the hemorrhaging stopped. Wow. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, thank you for giving this space to, because it's, I think, you know, just reiterating that this isn't just talk. It it happens. And this is coming from somebody who spent the last, you know, five years healing her traumas and coming to terms with them thinking that I did. And, but no, nope. The body, the body remembers. Um, and there's always, there can always be deeper things that we forget about. Certainly. Um, I do want you to, to get to that, um, you know, the question of how, how important our womb is, but I'm curious to know first, because your journey really started with connecting to your womb too. As you, as you talk about that, could you explain how that awakened you and and brought you to who, who you are and where you are today as well? Yeah. um, My journey was like reconnecting to the feminine energy Mm. started when I got here to Bali when I landed in Bali in, it was in December, 2016, I just cried like a waterfall coming out of my eyes for two weeks straight. Mm. And it was just like all this emotional release happening and I couldn't stop it. And it didn't even, it didn't necessarily feel like sadness or like, like it was associated with like a breakup. So there was sadness there, but it was just like, this is crazy so there was just this moment for me I was 35 of like just I don't know something like a valve just you know it's just a big release of energy landing here on this island and this island is the trees are ancient and really tall the land is really alive the spirits here are super alive and so it's volcanic it's like the people are alive. The chickens are alive. Like everything here is so like vital. And I think the energy of like this, and they were in a way they don't respect the land, but in a way they do, because in America, we actually had these huge ass trees. I was in Virginia at, at this random Airbnb, right? And it was a glamping Airbnb. And there was maybe like, I, I don't even know how big it was, but it was it was a big piece of property that this is like an hour from the DC airport, okay? And I thought I was in the middle of the jungle, 
because the trees were so tall. Like this land had been in, belonged to this family that owned the land since the middle of the 1400s. And so they didn't cut down the trees. And this is what the whole entire earth used to look like. We used to have these huge trees. So I think coming here to this island where the trees are still like that, the there's life, there's lizards, there's snakes. This activated something in me and I just started crying. And also in America, the roads are straight and here they're windy because you're going down a ravine and then you're going around the temple and then up like around a tree. So this also has to do with, this also creates this connection to feminine energy is just like not going always straight, but actually going circular and honoring like that there's other things around you. You're not alone. You're connected to everything. So um, I, one of the first people that I met here in the first few months was this woman who, she was a Russian woman and she, her like niche, her tagline was like, I help women um, get their husbands back after the husband has cheated on them. Mm. And I was just like, like, it was super weird, like messaging, but she was like, she just, she looked at me and said, you're not feminine. You're masculine. You're in your masculine and you need my help. And I was like, I was desperate. I was like, just, I felt really lost with dating, with men, with my body, with my life. And so I hired her and she taught me um, some exercises to do with my yoni, which I can share here with you and your viewers. And basically what you do is you inhale and you squeeze the vagina muscles and you visualize water going to the crown of the head and then you exhale. So inhale, squeeze, imagine water going up from the vagina through the body to the crown of the head. You exhale and you release. So you're combining breath with muscles, with visualization, with water, which is a feminine element. And she told me to do this. I forgot how long for like nine minutes every morning. And I did it. Mm. I did every, and I started having dreams and releasing a lot of, I could feel, oh my God, there's trauma coming out. Like I started to release trauma that was in my womb. And then I started dancing and I started, um, getting these messages from my body, from my, from God that were, that said, Anne-Marie, there's, there's magic in women's vaginas and you are here to teach them about it. So Mm -hmm. basically I'm here to teach women to inhale while you squeeze your vagina and visualize (laughs) water growing up. That's my purpose. (laughs) And so I, that's, that's really where it all began. It was just because when you're connected to your womb, you're connected to yourself, to God, to your creative essence, to your femininity. And when you're not, when you're disconnected from that, there's a feeling like you're all alone. You have to do it all alone. You, and there's a, there's a sense of like, when you're not, when I wasn't connected to my womb, it was, there was like this rejection of what was feminine. It was a rejection of moving a little bit slower, rejection of needing to rest. Cause that's one thing that women's bodies work on a different cycle than men because of our hormones, our our hormone cycle through periods where we have a lot of energy and then periods 
where periods of time, like when we have our period and the body's more tired and it needs more rest, but women and the workplace, they're not told this, this isn't really in the culture. And so women just march through this, like, like men. And that's what I always did. Oh my God. I would be, I owned a yoga studio and I would do yoga and teach while I was bleeding and in pain. And it was crazy. Like I was in so much pain and, and now I don't have pain because I, I let myself rest and I've accepted that the pain is just my body telling me to slow down a little bit. <laughs> so that's really the, the connection to the womb. It's like, it's almost a bit hard to articulate, but it's like a completely different mm-hmm. world. It's like as if your world was goes from black and white to color. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it, it was something I wasn't familiar with before we met. Um, certainly, you know, so so going back a bit, I, I did do a Yoni steam the month before mm-hmm. and, and a lot of trauma came up and I was very emotional and I did it during a retreat. And I was very emotionally <laughs> reactive. And ex- actually, um, I thoroughly, I'm hearing this now, I, I, and I believe it to be true. I actually recreated a trauma to heal through it. The almost like verbatim trauma. I mean, same situation um, within this retreat. And and so that I will say, I, I was expecting trauma to come up when I used that Yoni egg, but I had had cleared some during that Yoni steam, steam before, but connecting. I've, I've never felt so powerful and magical, um, connecting to no. the, and even, even, you know, reconnecting to you right now. Cause I've been so much in my masculine taking care of Ezzy and hope uh, not doing a very good job taking care of the house, but doing the best I can. And, you know, looking for another part-time job and running my business, it's been a lot of hustle and, and, you know, working yourself. Um, so even just connecting to you, I'm, I'm feeling that nostalgia of how it's supposed to be. And I loved how you described the femininity of nature and thinking back to all the places that I've really enjoyed. And I've felt most, I guess, joyful nostalgia is the best way I can describe it. Is that feeling, you know, when in childhood, um, yeah, it's just that loss of sense of time and that creative energy. Um, that we speak of, I guess you have to experience it. And unfortunately we have, most of us haven't experienced that since we were kids, but you having, you, you describe the tall trees and the winding roads. Those are my favorite places. Those are where I feel most at home. So I'm so grateful that you shared that aspect because until you said that I didn't understand why I felt affinity towards certain places, but yes, that that's it. The winding roads, the tall trees, that's, that's where I feel most at home. Um, but yeah, connecting to my womb has given me mo- a huge sense of how powerful I am and how I don't have to hustle to be powerful, right? Um, and I, after giving birth to Ezzy, my doula visited the second day, and it was really just a visit. And she came over and she said, "How are you feeling?" And I remember saying, "I can do anything." I can do anything. She's like, yeah, you can, (laughs) you can do anything because here I am. Not only did I create life. And I think as women, we forget that a whole human, a whole soul grows inside of you. 
and you don't have to do anything other than nourish yourself. That fact alone is amazing. But then you birthing this human, which requires a lot of you connecting to your body and surrendering and in this touch and go of, I don't, I, I mean, I was coaching myself through the entire birth process and I got through it with my goals of not pooping, not having any tears <laughs> and never asking for pain relief. Those are my three goals. And I did them all. Um, I felt so alive, so powerful and on top of the world. And then I would say like the six months after having Ezzy, my creativity was just through the roof. I had a friend tell me, just put a post-it note by your bed so you can just write things down because things were coming through. And I was in this, this creative energy of, of birthing even more. It was like, my womb wasn't done after all these years of shutting down. It was like, Oh, cool. We, we popped the cork of other things that you need to bring into this world. <laughs> so to speak. And I created a podcast, you know, and I had all this creative, creative energy, even just raising Ezzy and coming up with different things and writing songs for him. Here I am. I've never really written a song before, but I'm coming up for songs for him. And my brother, he's into music and he's, he's over here saying, well, you should make like a, a weird Al CD for kids you know, sort of thing, because I'm coming up with anyways, needless to say, there's so much power in connecting to your womb. And again, this is coming from somebody who's experienced it, um, but also somebody who was trained in medicine and who was shut down just like a lot of other women, unfortunately, in this world. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that you're writing songs for your kids. Oh, yes. We'd love to hear some. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty easy. You know, his his stuffed animals all have a song attached to them and he just keeps handing me more to write songs. But, um, you know, he was he's always been obsessed with his toes, so he never liked to wear socks and he still doesn't. He's just now getting into shoes, but for first sandals so he can see his toes. So I used to sing, oh, I got my, my maracas. Yeah, I'm so used to saying, I got my maracas. I wear no socks so my piggies can be free. My mommy's funny, kisses my tummy, and says, bless you when I sneeze. <laughs> oh, like but anyways, I'm just speaking to the fact that I, I think uh, I think every woman should have the support of sisters who have gone through this journey, whether it be a doula, um, a womb activator, whatever. And, and you know, I... I, I think the world would be a better place if all women got to experience that journey should they choose to, right? We all make decisions. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly changed who I am. And and I know when I connect to my feminine life just seems to go smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Mm. Where as people are listening to you and saying, Oh my goodness, I love this. Anne Marie. Where can they go to find you if they want to connect to you more? And, and what sorts of offers are you, do you have for them if they, if they're want to go through this journey and start this, the process of connecting back to self? Mm, I have some really fun things for people. Mm. So I'll share my website yeah. on Instagram. I'm Anne Marie Paul. There's like an under slash before and after. So Anne with no E, Marie, Paul, and then another underslash. Um, and then my website is annemariepaul.love. Mm, I love it. But I have three um, 
I have three like pre-recorded courses. One is Young Yag Initiation. So this was the first one that I recorded and it's um, six modules and it's a really, really powerful course because it takes you through the whole thing of how to use the Yoni Egg with the Taoist Tantric practices. Because one of the things about using Yoni Egg is you can't just stick it in. You won't feel it. So there, the first two modules are, the first one is about your spine and about sounds. And then the second module is about breast massage. So just like you go on dates with someone and you have foreplay, that's you're, you're literally waking yourself up you know, reacquainting your yoni to yourself, you know, you're re reconnecting to this super powerful portal of pleasure and manifestation. So it takes, um, you know, so you've got to move slow. Um, so yeah, that, that's the first course, the yoni egg initiation. And then the last four modules of the yoni egg initiation are lots and lots of juicy practices using it. So mostly audio where you just put in your headphones or play it. And then I guide you through the practices with the breath. And then I have another course that I just created, just launched it a few weeks ago. And I called it the wand pleasure portal because it's how to use a Yoni wand. So I sell Yoni eggs and Yoni crystal wands. And a friend here in Bali was like, I don't know how to use the wand. What do I do? And I was just like, you know, you're saying you're getting like downloads of like mm -hmm. songs. I was like, Oh, and I literally in three days just sat down like I am right now. I'm wearing the same dress. <laughs> and I just like just recorded the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So this is techniques for using it, opening your body up. There's also breast massage techniques in there. Um, and so that's in case women are needing support on how do I begin this journey of self-pleasure? How do I touch myself? Because a lot of women are so disconnected from themselves. They don't, they're scared. I've, I never felt this way, but um, women are actually scared to put their fingers inside themselves or they're scared to put one inside themselves. And so this is, this is like this, mm -hmm. just a course to help women who are feeling that way and want support around that. Mm -hmm. And then there's another course that I made about a year ago and it's called the get over him because it was another part of my journey actually at the, that time when I was, um, working with that Russian woman and doing this the squeezing where I found something somewhere online with a woman named Jumana Sophia, I think her name is. Mm -hmm. And it was a course for like clearing your ex or getting over your ex. And in this course, she never mentioned anything about any ex partners. It was all just womb meditations. Mm -hmm. So I, and I thought that was so profound because, you know, when you connect to your womb, through meditation, through there's lots of practices where a, a simple practice that's so amazing is just lay down in the sun and sun yoni, open your legs and let there's so many, so many benefits we know from receiving sun onto our skin. So to receive that in our on our yoni is just like it's really powerful to feel the warmth, to feel the air, to get the vitamin D there. So simple things like that are that this course the get over him course is things like that, but then also different. Um, there's a few other things in there that do specifically address like maybe patterns of releasing the X. So those are three things that you can 
you can dive into and do on your own. Those are all on my website. And then I am taking new clients now and I take women through a central embodiment mentorship. And this is more coaching, um, but I implement all these tools and then just help women to really empower themselves and move past blocks and open up to their femininity, create a really strong connection to their own creator, their own source, their own God, because this is um, another really another big part of who I am and what I feel passionate about is reconnecting women to, to prayer mm-hmm. and to that trust and faith that God has always got them. And this is another trauma that we have from religion that God doesn't have us, that God is punishing us. It has a, a lot to do with like where we came from families. We grew up in these things we project onto God, but whatever we think about God, if we have full faith and full trust, this is actually what will happen for us. It's so powerful. Like we have this immediate direct connection to God who can do anything for us in any moment. There's no miracle that's too big for God. None. And so this is another thing that I help women on. Okay. What are the steps to take to recreate that relationship and and what, and moving through the things that are in the way of it so that she can really call in and have the things she wants or just feel better about her life, you know, feel more peace, more harmony, more joy, open up to pleasure more. So those are, those are the ways. And hopefully at a retreat in Bali again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are listening and you're in Bali, then I do actually host workshops here every now. Um, I've been hosting them more lately. I have another one coming up soon. But this probably won't be published by then. But it's on April 3rd. April 3rd. Okay. <laughs> I want to do all of those things and we've already worked together. Uh-huh. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we work together with, with the Yoni eggs, but you've also been really instrumental in, uh, for some reason you, you activate a lot of my own intuition and helping, helping me heal even traumas not associated with the womb, because I mean, a lot of them are held there anyways, but, um, you know, I, I urge anybody who is feeling a pull towards you to, to really check you out and, and see what you're all about. Um, cause you're, you're, you're magic. And I'm, I'm so grateful to um, have you in my life and to have you in my circle. Thank you. Oh my God. That means so much to me. I'm so touched by that. I really, that means a lot. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> of course. And thank you for, for being here today and sharing your wisdom and sharing yourself. It, I, I know I can even think of like a handful number of, of my own friends that are going to benefit so much from your episode, but how many more women that are going to listen to it? Um, it's it was very profound and and so so grateful. Emboldened.